Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox hey, Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, we're going to be doing Stephen King's Silver Bullet today. Man, we both drank too much coffee. And we both drank way too much coffee today. I'm I very. Su- I suggested balancing out with some wild turkey, the, yeah. uh, the Busey special. But, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Gary Busey. But we are professionals. No, no, no alcohol on the job. In his crazy prime. This is. Was this, was this pre. I don't remember I if it, this was. I think it was. Oh man, because this this feels like prime nutso Busey. Yeah. It. I mean, I've maybe not. A lot of Busey. This seems like. A, you you feel like he's a little toned down in this. Busey. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Uncle I feel Normie like drunky. I feel like when you see him at the uh, at that like they're doing the barbecue at night. Yep. It feels like all the actors there are just like, oh, God, what the fuck is he about to do? <laughs> like, everybody there has that kind of look on their face where they're like, well, I'm trying to act, and I just don't want this guy to do something fucking well, insane. Well, a, lo- a lot of his lines were ad-libbed in this, too. Shocker. Yeah, well, he had a script, and uh, he 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 stated that he felt a particular kinship with this uncle character. Of and course he, just he wa- did. He just wanted free range to do his thing, and uh, so Stephen King and... Um, What's well, it's nuts, the director, they, they approved of his ad-libs, and they let I mean, fly. they're good. They are. And they're also very Stephen King-y. Mm-hmm. Like, they're that, like, folksy, dirty, like, weird shit that, like, Stephen King is, like, perfect at. Yep. So, it all his ad-libs sound Stephen King-y. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I love this movie. I uh, We just got copies of, uh, of Cycle of the Werewolf at the shop, and so oh, nice. I was like, oh, man, I've th- we should do Silver Bullet. This is awesome. I remember taking this book out of the... Alfred Library. And it was a version with uh, the Bernie Wrights and pictures yeah. and everything. And when, when I was a kid and uh, reading it at way too young, because I had this thing where my parents <laughs> wouldn't let me rent R-rated horror movies. Right. But they wouldn't care at all what books I got from the library, as if that makes any kind of. And the library would just rent me anything from their horror section. And surprisingly, yeah. the Alfred Library had a huge horror section. Really? They had every King book. They had all like the trashy, pulpy paperback from <laughs> oh, Hells and everything. Man. And I read so many of them. I remember doing book reports in, in elementary school on, on a, and they actually wrote my parents one day being like, I don't know if he should be reading this uh, when I did a book report on a, on a book called The Bad Room. Wow. Because there was... That sounds trashy. There was bad stuff that went on in that bad room. I would imagine so. That's probably hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. That book is great. The Bernie Wrights and illustrations yeah. are incredible. Uh, you know Steve Levine, who I used to run uh, Shellback with. Mm-hmm. He used to own the page of Bernie Wrights and art that has the bloody kite. That he used to have the original artwork Dang. for that, and he sold it way too early. Mm. I don't, I can't remember what he told me he sold it for, but yep. I've seen it sell for another zero. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was like, yikes. <laughs> I hope Steve doesn't listen to this because I didn't tell him what it sold for, but it was like. It was in the hundred thousands range. Oof. Yeah, it was. It was something. It was some number that I was just like, "Oh my brain! Ow! Yeah. Holy fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's a bummer. But what must have been cool to have. Yep. Um, okay. So. Oh, and and also, Cycle of the Werewolf is totally different than this. Oh yeah. Uh, like not the same story in the lead. Well, I, I mean, same character names. Some similarities, the main, the main-ish character is, uh, well, the main character in the book is the kid in the wheelchair, and yeah. he's Marty, and he never gets the He never gets a rocket wheelchair, right. does he? Okay, no. I didn't think so. I, I also haven't read the book since I was probably 12 Which or so, is, so it's been a, been a little bit of time. This led me to this terrible thing down the road where I was like, I picked up the copy of Cycle of the Werewolf that we had, and I was like, wait a minute, is it, 
Are they talking about the motorcycle? <laughs> It's like a motorcycle or the werewolf. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh God. And of course, no, it's not the motorcycle or the werewolf. That's, <laughs> fuck. I would totally read motorcycle and the werewolf, though. <laughs> and if there's any werewolf biker movies, damn, that sounds like a untapped Werewolves genre. on wheels. That's one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Werewolves on wheels is great. Very... Can't, can't think of anything original, no more. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Silver Bullet. Uh, this movie... Produced by Martha Schumacher, who is actually Dino De Laurentiis' wife, which I thought was interesting. Um, and it's also a, like one of the only other ones that Stephen King did the screenplay for of yep. his own movies. So that's pretty cool. Um, I thought he did the screenplay for a bunch of his movies. I thought that he only did this one and... I know he did the uh, teleplay for The Shining remake. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that was a big deal, too, though. So I think that was three, because I think it was yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Didn't he write Maximum? Yeah. This one, and I guess then The Shining, because he was so pissed about The Shining. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure that there's probably something more, but I, I don't remember. Cemetery, too. Did he really? I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just Maybe. Thinking. He might have. That one was fucking great. Yeah. I still love that Tune movie. Tune into the Funbox Monster Podcast where we just give you facts we say that may or may that not may be or may not be true. <laughs> um, okay, so, all right. So we start this movie off. Spring of 1976. We've got this uh, overblown main character narration of the, the, the little girl from Anne of Green Gables as that, an adult. That's something I don't understand in this movie. Really? I, I don't understand the narration because it never... <laughs> it's funny. It's I funny. really liked it. I don't mind it, but in the end, I felt it didn't pay off. And we'll get there in the end. I'll, I don't think that it pays off in that way that, like, it's no, there's, like, like there's any reason for it no. plot-wise. But I feel like there's a reason for it folksy-wise. I feel like it sets a tone for this movie that feels... You, you like know how when they have a narrator that. like that? It's like, my brother died, and I traveled to his house, and I found his stuff, and then I... Like, yeah, yeah. And then we remember this on that, and then we get back to that person recapping the end of the thing. This one never does. You, you never, never see her, her in the future. Adult. You never know why she's telling the story, who she's telling this to, and it just so nothing ever pans off for me. So in a way, I was the second watch through of this before coming here. I tried to just imagine it without any of that, and I think it would have worked. I think they could have worked it without it, and it would have had no purpose being there whatsoever. Really, too. I just I like it because I think it adds a spooky element to it. I feel like it adds something. I don't know. It feels more personal. Like there's somebody telling you a story mm -hmm. and they're relaying something important to you. And that's fine. But I just want to know why she's telling you that story. Like, did because it's about a fucking werewolf. Yeah. And she really wants to get that out there. All right, that's a, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't demand more than that. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, she gives, she gives this, this thing in her narration where she's like the last full moon of blah, blah, blah. And our town's nightmare began that night, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we cut to an old man working on the railroad, <laughs> super drunk, driving his little railroad car, uh, singing about Rheingold beer. Yeah, it's a good tune. <laughs> it's a great tune. This beginning looks so much like, reminds me of the setup for the stuff. Like it could have been oh, like, yeah, same thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like that same kind of like crazy old man wandering oh, out in the middle oh, of something. Like he could have just like started eating stuff out of the ground and it would have been <laughs> kind of the same for me. But uh, instead, he sees a werewolf. He goes... Huh? Sees a werewolf and then his head just then goes. His head just flies, flies off. <laughs> just flies. The most plasticky head too. So good. Uh, <laughs> and so that's our cold open. Basically, is like we get a narration cold open to our cold open, and then we set off on our main story. Where and uh, and basically this doesn't set off any red flags because the head came off. 
you know, right next to a railroad track. Yeah. So they he say he's a drunk. He passed out on the tracks, got ran over. Got his got his head run over, and that's just what happened. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, exactly. Just like El Duce from The Mentors, <laughs> after he refused to assassinate Kurt Cobain. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that with you, bro. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, um, okay, so we smash cut to a kid squishing a bug, and then into the, 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 the yeah. Sp- yeah, it was, <laughs> it's just like, he's so stoked that he squished that bug. Yeah. Um, well, because there were, like, bugs crawling all over the face, and so it's, like, kind of a, kind of a transitional like a smash. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. kinda. Kinda. But, uh, we meet our narrator as a 15-year-old girl. Um, Terry O'Quinn is, like, on stage, and he's doing his little, like... He's about to introduce the reverend. Yep. But then we don't even get to see him at all. He just kind of fades off and she takes off. Um, then we're introduced to Marty, uh, who she refers to as the cross that he had, she had to bear. Yes. Cause, the booger. Because he's a booger. <laughs> because she feels like she's put upon because he's in a wheelchair. So he always gets his way. He always gets his way. And the parents are always cool to him and they're always mean to her. Yep. They threaten to hit her when she's in the car. Like there's some <laughs> real like, it's it's some very Stephen Kingy stuff. I'm going to hit you. I'm not going to hit your brother because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> you get knocked out. Yep. Uh, yep. So... He finds a garter snake and does this whole thing. Where with it's his friend Brady. Grady. Brady, yeah. Is it Brady or Grady? I think it's Brady. Brady I was watching okay. it with the subtitles on oh, and they gotcha. were saying it was Brady. Okay. Um, and so he climbs a tree with this garter snake and scares his sister. Sister falls in a mud puddle, tears her nylons and screams. My hose! My hose, my hose, my hose. And she's... <laughs> absolutely just like fucking done with Marty. Yeah. Which is nuts because Marty isn't even there. No. Like he was like 50 feet away. Brady does this thing. Marty kind of comes up after the fact and she's and like. apologizes. He apologizes for this other dude who yeah. did something terrible and she's like Marty you fuck. I fucking hate you. Go to hell. <laughs> um, and and he's like but I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So then Grady just throws down, uh, Brady throws yeah, he, the snake at her, yeah. causing her to fall into a mud puddle even further. Yeah, Brady doubles down on his asshole oh. move. Brady's a piece of crap. I hope he gets something uh, bad happening to him. I hope his kite gets blood all over it, too. <laughs> yeah, I hope it ruins his... The kite that we don't even know he has yet. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> here's, here's a scene that is interesting in that it's like literally into Stephen King movies. Um, she, she leaves. She's going to do what? Do you I, think? I don't know. Dry off, maybe? Change her clothes? She's doing something. She's like... She just, like, walks around the corner. She walks around into the bushes. Yeah. Like, she's, like, gonna take off her clothes and replace them with other maybe clothes Maybe she's or gonna something. take the skirt off and wring it out or maybe, something. Maybe. Something like that. But she, she's, she's in the bushes, and these two people, this couple, are next to a, next to a bench, and they're having a big blowout about... Her being pregnant and him being like, it's your, it's your oven. It's your oven, but it's not my bun, babe. (laughs) Not my bun. And so he's, so they're being total shits. And it's exactly the same scene that happens in Firestarter when they're in the airport and they're in the, the phone booth. I don't, so I don't remember it. Yeah. She's waiting in the phone booth, and he's like, "Yeah, you could. You've been with plenty of guys. There's no way you could know it's mine." And <laughs> and she's crying, and she's like, "I've never been with anyone else." And then uh, Drew Barrymore sets his pants on fire. Everybody's bailing on babies and king movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so this this is very important later on because that we see her. We, we need kind to, of. 
I mean, yeah. It plays in pretty pretty importantly to the reason why she gets killed. Oh, um, yeah, I guess it does. It is resolved. So, Res- uh, yeah, that thing. Revealed. <laughs> so, so it's necessary, but not. Right. I'm going to go half 50-50 on this Okay. One. We could have just had a girl at her desk combing her hair. I mean, kind of. I will say that as far as, like, explaining what was going on, I don't feel like they did a great job, like, with her. Mm-hmm. I think probably the first five times I've seen this in my life. I probably didn't put it together that she was the same girl from the park. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. Because that was either. such a, a seemingly insignificant scene. Yeah. Um. So. But I mean, I did put it together when she said she was pregnant. She's like, "Suicide's a sin." Yeah. Especially if you're pregnant. <laughs> especially. But we get to see her yep. so little outside that you don't even you don't even get a chance to see what she looks yeah. like from outside. There's never totally, a close-up shot on her or anything. Yeah, so it's just not like, oh, okay. I guess her. this is the same girl that was pregnant. I'm just gonna roll with it. Yep. And then, uh, so, so he leaves her on the park bench and then we cut to them driving home and that's when they threaten to hit Janie. Um, so Janie has to help Marty get into the house cause you know, the parents never help him with anything. They just basically say, it's your responsibility to do everything for Marty. Um, they that's have a delegating. Yeah, it's, it is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> they have an argument about, about red. She's like, Red's getting a divorce. Your uncle Red's coming over because he's got enough divorce and blah, 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 blah. And he's a drunk. Yeah. And everybody gets mad. <laughs> I mean, but he is a drunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's a good drunk. He is. And then we get this little sweet scene of of her getting uh, paid back for the money that, yeah. you know. He drops off money because he ripped her hose even though he didn't Yeah. And it. it's, I don't know, there's something... There's something very like that that really good Ray Bradbury Stephen Kingy thing about this, like where it's they write siblings well. They really like it's really. I actually honestly believe the relationship between those two as yep. antagonistic and as familial. It's like they feel like they actually care about each other as characters, and just like the two of them are both amazing actors, obviously. Yep. Um, but like, there it's I don't know. It's a really nice dynamic. Uh, so. This is, oh, yeah, yeah. So now we're back to the pregnant lady from yep. the park. And she's just mowing down on sleeping pills in her bedroom. I guess. Something, at, something in time. red caplets. It's, yeah, it's, I'm just going to go sleeping pills. <laughs> Mystery she's pills. just like gulp, takes a little sip of water, gulp. And then, uh. Mo- <laughs> monster POV. <laughs> yeah. Werewolf jumps through the, uh, or a bear. Maybe it's a bear. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh boy, yeah, that werewolf. I love, I love the werewolf. But it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, but what it, the fuck do you want? It's a werewolf. It's hard to do. It but is. his head kind of looks like a bear. <laughs> He's got some definite like big seam where his head goes on kind of yep. action with the suit. He's like a bear wolf. <laughs> he is definitely a bear wolf. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, he's, he's got, a, he's not a, he's not a traditional werewolf design. Definitely. No. And this, the fact that he looks this much like a bear leads me to another part of this movie that bothers me, mm-hmm. which is on the bridge later when he actually is revealed to Marty. Yep. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna skip there just for now. Okay. But he's literally like, so, okay. So this bear shows up. Basically you look <laughs> yeah. at this thing and you're like, eh, probably a, a bear. That's a bear. And he goes, Oh fuck. A werewolf? <laughs> I mean, did you see him turn from a man into a wolf? You see a bear. What you look at is a fucking bear. Did Marty and say that, though? Or? Later, yeah, when he comes back, he's like, oh, there, he's was, like, a there was a werewolf. 
But then you saw his paws walking to Marty. Like, a bear wouldn't walk like that without stretching. Sure. Outstretched, like, 50s monster hands, like, gripping the air yeah. and walking towards you. I guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> but, I mean, he literally, like, he makes a jump of logic to the point where he's like, let's go look for his human form. Even if you assume he's a monster, in air quotes. Okay. Why would you assume that he abides these laws of, yeah. like, turning into a human during the day? It's just, it seems like a giant gotcha. logic Yeah, leap. I didn't think of that. But, whatever. It's Rewind. a great fucking movie. <laughs> okay. So this werewolf buffs through this person's window committing suicide to add yes. insult to injury. And he just <laughs> fucks her up before she can kill herself. Oh, she was about to have a really pleasant, like, drift off to sleep yeah. death, and the werewolf decides, nope, nope fuck that. <laughs> Tears her to shreds. That looked great, too. It looked absolutely amazing. I like the carnage in this movie, when the werewolf attacks. Me, too. Uh, the cinematography in this movie is bonkers, yep. over-the-top awesome. They shot the whole fucking thing in CinemaScope, so it's, like, that really amazing, like, like really dramatic, like, Steven Spielberg-y looking, mm-hmm. like... There are some Spielberg moments in this movie, like legitimately like uh, the part on the on the bridge looks like Goonies or something like it's really like strong, strong Spielberg stuff. Um, This movie, I think, is better than people give it credit for because it's so silly because it's got so many silly parts. I don't think people can appreciate how good it is as a whole. Gotcha. Um, And also the werewolf looks so silly in in close up. (laughs) Um, and he was originally supposed to talk too. Oh no! <laughs> he, talked oh, no. In the, he talked in the book, remember? Or he yeah. enunciated like words. I Again, may, it's been forever since has, I read it. Yeah, I skimmed it last night. I actually yep. picked up my copy and I was like going through it, just trying to remember yeah. points. But I don't remember whether he talked or not. Well, a neat thing too about this movie is, yeah, originally he was supposed to talk. They announced that in interviews pre-production going into this thing that Ooh. he was because I think in the book he did say you know stop or something stuff like that like small words and wolfy yeah yeah like um but i guess they dropped that and another thing um did you know don coscarelli was directing this at first no i did not and he ended up bouncing over creative differences he resigned because the werewolf costume looked like shit and he also wanted to make it more not werewolfy in the beginning so you didn't know like this movie just like throws a werewolf in your face in five seconds you know there's a werewolf it's a werewolf he kind of wanted it to be like is it or getting, isn't getting it? people killed? Yeah, and, yeah. Is there isn't there a werewolf? So yeah, I mean because it definitely does. the The script lends itself to a whodunit. to a whodunit yeah. to a real. I mean, and there's also moments of like these kids are just being kids and all that kind of stuff. The again, the stuff that Stephen King does really, really yeah. well. Um. Uh, oh, also, just that last shot of her on the bed. Yeah. Is seriously like straight up an EC comics like panel it's or like even a cover like Jack Davis drew that it's like Mm -hmm. perfect EC comics nightgown laying prone on the bed with just the blood everywhere it's amazing just it's perfect uh okay so now we have this weird little Terry O'Quinn having a, a an exchange with somebody on the phone and a little funny moment when he like cusses them out and he's like maybe you shouldn't have done that and he's like well, I waited till they hung up. <laughs> cute little, cute little exchange. Um, I can't not see the stepfather though. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's just like it's too bad when you, when you when you kill a role so bad and make yeah. it your own. It's just like shit. It's so distracting when I see him in other movies. No? It's true. He definitely he is he is definitely the stepfather yep. in everything. I felt like he was the stepfather in Lost. Like, yeah, I never saw that. Oh my god! And he looks nothing like he did back then. Like yep. he really had changed, but he still. 
just he was He's walking around there. the island who am i here <laughs> <laughs> uh so we cut to a, ba- a bar full of main yokel stereotypes uh yet another part of my one of my issues with this movie another one is it seems like nobody told the actors where this was taking place yeah, which which may work in its benefit though, because there's no fake main accents in this movie. <laughs> there, there's like a little bit of New England in some of the people in the bar, and then there's like that little girl who has like the deep South accent when he <laughs> drives her. He's taking her home, and she's like, got like a really ridiculous like way Southern drawl. There's like all sorts of like all over the map accents. Do they even this. say where the? I mean, in the book, it's it's Tucker's Mills. Maine or whatnot, but like, yeah. do they even stay the state? In the they movie? don't. They, they just don't. say okay. they just say Tarker's, Tarker's Mills. Mills. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's it. Because it almost feels like it could work a down a, like a down it, south. Movie exactly. Too. It could yep. be. It could be anywhere. It feels more like Louisiana than that's it, what I like, was thinking. Like when yeah. you look at it, it looks like Louisiana. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so we have this city council guy showing up now. I think he's a city council guy. The the redneck the guy with the sideburns. Yeah, the, the guy that looks like uh, redneck saber tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That oh, guy. I thought he was just a pissed off dude. Okay. Maybe he, he runs the gun shop locally. We know that. Um, but he he's, doesn't, he's not the magic bullet maker. He's not. He starts <laughs> trying to fight everybody in this bar because the sheriff isn't catching the killer. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to start shit. And eventually we're introduced to Lawrence Tierney. As the the badass barkeeper with his uh, his peacemaker Wasn't he baseball in, like, the bat. last movie we did. Too? He was. That's this is our connection to the last movie. Nice. Just a just a nice clean flow from yeah. movie to movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the kids at the school, and Marty's friend drops the titular line, "Hey, it's Madman Marty and the Silver Bullet." <laughs> so we get our we get our silver bullet. Titular line. <laughs> Marty's got a. Gas-powered wheelchair. Yes, he does. Ah, it's. <laughs> does I don't it know go, where to begin. Does it go indoors? That's what I'm asking. Uh, obviously, you're not going to drive that indoors. You'd smoke everybody out. Um, also, the fact um, it might drip oil everywhere. It might leak. It, it just seems like a horrible. And it, it's great to see in, in theory. Right. And it works in that. Right. And, and, and I also thought about that when he gets the new and improved silver bullet later on. So much worse. Because it's so much bigger. It's, it's like, yeah, he's got the freedom to go anywhere, but like he doesn't have an uh, indoor wheelchair off the back that he can click off. No, anything. he's really... He'd just be stranded. Just, He'd just like motor that thing to Cumbies and be like standing outside there asking people to go in and buy him a He's an soda. outdoor kid now. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Marty. You're going to have to stay in the barn? You, is that cool? Can you buy me a Mountain Dew? My wheelchair is the size of a smart car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, definitely it is problematic. He he has this thing and he, he can, can do... He can push it manually, he the can. wheelchair. So yep. you could bring it back inside, but it yeah. still seems like... That, I bet that would just stink up the room like gas and oil and... Oh, there's no way. <laughs> and it also... The other part of this, I mean, I keep skipping ahead, but like, it's like, well, it's time to sneak out of the house. Yes, that's ah uh, shit. You beat me to that problem. I <laughs> Sorry, had that. I had that. that. was my problem. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. And then they're like, oh, we're we're out having dinner outside, and it's really nice, and that's great. Hey, everybody, hey, don't don't tell your parents I built this for you. <laughs> Here, now you start it. <laughs> Nobody's going to walk around the side of the garage and be like, who just showed up in the Harley? Yeah, there's like, there's literally people <laughs> fucking <laughs> 14 feet away. feet away. They ain't going to look and see what's that. <laughs> <thing you do. laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> he really needs to switch to electric. <laughs> yeah, he really does. See, this would work if he had like an electric backup for it. Yeah, give him a year or two to remake this. See, ship. there you go. And now it's going to be a hybrid. Yeah, and it's going to split like the tumbler in Batman, where it can his smaller wheelchair breaks out of the larger wheelchair. Uh, and it has a machine gun on the front, yes. and he takes out the werewolf at the knees. <laughs> Even if it does get all smashed up, none of the inner wheelchair parts are going to get smashed Doesn't up. Doesn't matter. They're going to be oh, fine. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be yeah. fine. <laughs> Stay tuned for Cyclone the Werewolf 2. Uh, so, so he drives, he, he escorts this girl from his school home. Because she's afraid to go home because she has to go past the murder house. Yeah. So they go they go down the road. How did she even know about the murder house yet? (sighs) Script crap, you know, just (laughs) movie magic. (laughs) Like absolutely no way. There's no way. I mean, unless three days have passed. But I mean, there's but it can't possibly be. They were just boring up the like it happened the night before, and then it's like. Yeah, Would that have even made the papers for them to even know in the morning to read? But like, there are there are literally cops crawling all over yeah. the house. I mean, literally crawling. So yeah, there are three police officers on the side of the house on the roof. Like, there's one and like, carpenter cops nail like, on the boards in the window. The wolf jumped. In. <laughs> I love carpenter cop. He was my favorite oh, character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so really like coming soon. Michael Dudikoff is <laughs> carpenter cop. It's hammer time. I'm sold. I'm sold. Vestron, you've sold another one to me. Um, Actually, that would be canon. I think think Dudikoff was on a a full canon scholarship. Um, So, so he he tells he tells the the girl that he's getting a custom made by Red. They stop at the murder house, and uh, and you know, spooky moment. They go home. Spooky. Yeah. Cops walking around the house. But I mean, it's ominous. Yeah. So she goes home and she says that she hears things in her shed. Like they cut to this like really spooky shed. This is something I have a question with. (laughs) Was it the same thing? They, they, okay. So they show a shed. Because later on we're going to be in that shed and there is going to be a wolfie in it. Okay. So here, all right. I've got multiple questions then. Is that the, is it that same shed? Because they show a giant greenhouse when he goes in and the thing that, you sh- that she's like, oh, there's a thing out in the shed that I keep hearing, and yeah. it looks like this like tumble down shack. And then when we see it later on, it's like, oh, that's you know, true. I didn't even think about that. You're totally like right, though. But five hundred feet long with yeah, giant glass I think panels in the, the same roof. place. But my question is, whether it be the greenhouse or the shack, what the hell is a wolf fucking around in there for? <laughs> he loves to break pots. Yeah, and shake walls and stuff. <laughs> it's like, just like. It's just like Zelda when you become a werewolf. You're just like I'm just gonna fucking smash every pot around. Here. Yeah, and, and, and I can leap forward, but I'll just go. I'm just I'm gonna hang back for now. Okay, all right. I got some more shed questions. Shed the, happens. The, there's a we lot. Got, of, got a lot of I've got a lot of shed questions. <laughs> uh, they so they get to the house after she after she says that stuff about the shed. Um, and then the Stephen King stereotype dad comes out and he's like, "Damn it, get in here!" <laughs> and then he he says something awful about these uh, something something uh, cr- cripples. We're gonna cripples. Do uh, always going on welfare. <laughs> always chugging a big beer and getting a beer. drunk and watching wrestling, like. rubbing his filthy undershirt with his hand. Yep. <laughs> like, it is oh. like prime. 
He is, yeah. Southern Republican. He is just like, <laughs> he is the biggest stereotype in the history yep. of stereotypes. He's just like um, Roddy Dangerfield in Natural Born Killers. <laughs> even even drunk, yeah. drinking beer, watching wrestling and being like, kill him, hit the yeah. guy. Ooh, that makes my parts hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you could tell that he was improving oh, yeah. every line. He was great though. Until that one. And that was like, that was definitely written by Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Get him. We're kicking ass tonight. Ooh, Go, get him, Rebel. <laughs> get him. Apparently, the guy's name is Rebel. Yeah, he was a famous wrestler. Oh, sorry. Was that I, Rebel Wilson? I don't, I don't fucking know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Bushwhackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, on his way home, it, this is like, this is so weird because it's like, he runs out of gas on his way home and he just like pulls into a gas station and it's like, Aha, reminding one that there's a finite amount of fuel in this gas-guzzling vehicle he's driving. Yeah, it's, it's like, guys, we would have fucking, we would have followed through if you'd just shown us the gauge when he's being chased. It's basically showing us that he's lax about filling his fuel tank. But it doesn't even need okay. to be, he doesn't even need to be lax about filling the fuel tank. It could just be empty in the future. When yeah. That yeah. It's, so this is just a throwaway scene. And we got this weird Tom Waits-looking motherfucker running the pumps. Uh, I mean... With this... Completely 45 degree diagonal smile. He's a weird looking dude. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, and also, I mean, he has he has a little a little back and forth with Marty, which I thought was kind of cool. He's like, oh, I made it, Luck, lucked out again. As yep. if this happens like every time. Like, yep. Marty, fill your tank. Yeah, okay, so he does he does indicate that he's always running on nearly on empty. I, get, I don't know why that would be that important. You know it could what, just you randomly know how, You know happen. how it would have made sense? Is if when he got the souped up car, uh, Busey put a backup tank on the back of it. It mentioned, so like, that could have helped him get away from the chase later on. Like, right. That would have made sense. Being like, oh, you're always running out of fuel, so I got you a backup tank. Here. Yep. Sure. That would have made but absolute perfect sense. Yeah. Nope. Did not. Reshoot. <laughs> so. <laughs> get everybody back in place. Yeah. God, get Gary Busey to reenact this role. I'm yeah. sure it'll be great. I saw him reenact his Buddy Holly role at his current age. It was uh, horrifying. Uh, anyway, so uh, cut to Gary drinking wild turkey and telling jokes while playing poker with. I told the hee haw joke at work the other day. Uh, Nobody liked it. Of course not. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Hee-haw. He always calls me that. <laughs> I thought it was a great joke. <laughs> I'm known to have it's, terrible taste in jokes. It's, it's no chud joke, but it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. If anybody wants to go back to the chud episode. <laughs> just listen to the last 10 minutes of the chud episode if you want some great jokes. Oh, that's one minute. I, like, I think, sped I, around those. Yeah, I think so. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I'm Mom, the king of the chud jokes. <laughs> I, honestly, I, <laughs> I guess you are. Uh, so, Mom doesn't want Red drinking around Marty and keeps like shooting like mean glances at yep. him the whole time. Puts, puts Marty to Marty bed. Marty doesn't need to be a quitter, and you're showing him how to quit. Yeah, he just doesn't need you he's showing him He's got so how. many strikes against him. Like what? That he can't walk? Yep. Like, I think he's a lot more than that, Mom. Yeah. She's quite the defeatist. She really is. Um, but, you know, she goes through a lot. She's a single mom. She's having a hard time. She makes her daughter take care of Marty all the time. I don't know. If she jack shit. I mean, I think the parents I think are there's worthless. a dad, the, but... I He's don't never see him around. ever do anything. He's, like I literally thought she was a single mother, and then I was like, "Wait, who's that fucking dude at the barbecue?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got a dad, huh? I mean, where's his, he been? His parents. The parents in this movie are so absolutely worthless to the main plot that they're even sent away at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like Busey just like buys him a trip to New York. <laughs> yeah. Just like, get out of this picture. You're not even needed here anymore. You guys are just fucking pointless. Yeah. I mean, 
It makes sense. I mean, hell, they could have left on that trip in the beginning of the movie, and they could have just stayed with Red. Is that Busey's name? That, yeah, Red. Yeah, he could have just Holy stayed shit, with that them the whole movie. Oh, my God. That would have made so much more sense. They wouldn't even need to be like, fake that, I want a romantic trip, and my girlfriend broke up with me, so now you guys can take it, like all this nonsense. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just have them be like, hey, we're going, we're going away. We're, we're going, going on a second honeymoon or some whatever. shit. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, who anything. cares? Yeah. They just uh, did not even need to be in this movie. Yeah, they did not. <laughs> they were pointless. I mean, they were just like conflict for Red to make him look not as good as he would have looked otherwise. Yeah. I guess. Oh, well. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, blah, blah, blah. This is, uh, this is Tammy's gross dad watching wrestling, <laughs> drinking beer, uh, and then the, hurts his parts. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that hurt my parts. <laughs> and, then he's, and then he hears a noise outside. He's like, "I gotta go check on my pots." <laughs> oh, he didn't. He didn't say that. Oh, he's somebody. Somebody's breaking my pots. If you're out there breaking my pots, I'm gonna. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh line. yeah, I, he. I just li- remember him being like, oh, "I need to go take care of that." Yeah, he's he's muttering stuff about his pots under his breath, which I would not have heard again, except it is in the okay. subtitles. Um, and so he's really like, he's. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe kids come around breaking his pot so he's gonna shoot them with rock salt from a shotgun yeah. and possibly kill them you know because damn kids so here we go we got some more shed questions here All so right. as you stated earlier he loads a shoddy goes out to fix fix the problem yep because somebody's breaking pots or rustling around in the shed or the shed becomes a giant <clears throat> greenhouse yes um I don't remember. Maybe the greenhouse was behind the shed when we saw it. Could earlier. be. We didn't could see be. It. I don't remember. Uh, it could way, be just two different spaces and, you know. Either way, to make a long story short, he's going to get mauled by the wolf who's <laughs> hanging in this shed. But before he gets mauled, uh, the whole shed starts shaking. Yes. Shit like that and everything. And then he ends up falling through the floor like well, halfway. The werewolf grabs him by the legs and pulls yeah. him through the floor. And so what was the werewolf doing before it grabbed him? Was the werewolf like holding a support beam and just <laughs> shaky, 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 shaky? <laughs> I think he got wet and he was just like, shaky, 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 shaky. <laughs> he was just trying to get dry. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got me. He's just. So it's just one of those kind of questions where, where, where you start. Hilarious. When you start logically actually... thinking about like, why is this whole shed shaking? Why is this? What, what is the werewolf doing <laughs> under the floor? And what was the werewolf doing in that shed in the first place. Period. Why would that guy he was there? just sitting in his living room? He, we already saw the werewolf break through the window and slaughter the girl. Why wouldn't it just break through the window and slaughter dude? It's like no, I'm gonna go in a shed and I'm gonna like break some pots and I'm gonna like shake and some things. This <laughs> is where I would have liked them to have some sort of explanation about werewolf behavior in this thing. They could have thrown some lines. To be like, he's got a den. He's not going to be in his own place. He yeah. wouldn't. The werewolf is the never. The werewolf has a separate highway yeah. than the human. Right. Yeah, he, anything he's like that. He's separating himself, so he must have another home. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And he shakes Just a lot. Some shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, werewolves love to shake little Welcome shacks. Welcome to my shake den, baby. <laughs> shake shack. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he does that. <laughs> And also, there's a spider scare in this movie, which was like very much like a cat scare. Yep. It's a spider on a string that they drop down into front of camera, <laughs> and then he just goes, whoa! Ooh. And then, 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 you know, the tech pulls it back up. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, but his death was cool. I mean, the, the werewolf kind of pulled it was to the weird. floor. And then he fell forward onto a uh, broken part of the floor. Impales and Impales himself on yeah. a board. And then he falls all the way through the floor <laughs> it's like, into the shake den. Yeah, yeah, he just he gets shake down in the shake den. He gets a lot of killed, like uh, but good three times. 
He was a shitty person. He was a shitty person because he liked wrestling. Yeah. Fight me. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know literally everyone in the world likes wrestling except for me. But I don't watch it either. But you still love it, right? No. No. Damn it. When it's on, when WWF or, or WE now, whenever, yeah. whenever I catch it, it's always entertaining to me. Yeah. I, like, I, I never have to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I need to get my Monday Night Raw. Can't get home. No, no. Literally everyone I know is a fan of wrestling. Yeah. It's very strange. Uh, they play it at Arcadia sometimes, and I always get a kick out of it when I <laughs> when I see it. But yeah, I'm never I'm not very passionate about it at all. Interesting. So, I, yeah, we know like lots of people who work in it. We know Jay and all those people like Jen, who's like literally working for WWE. Oh wow. Um, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> anyway, so. Now there's a curfew. Now people are buying guns. Everybody's doing blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and then Marty climbs a tree. Okay. <laughs> Marty does not climb this tree. Yeah. So <laughs> we're shown a, a tight shot of Marty's arms and a tree branch mm-hmm. where he then pulls himself up clearly with the help of a stagehand onto a branch with just the power of his massive burly arms. When was this? I'm, I'm ju- this is a complete blank this is this scene. is where the where he gets the kite. Okay. So Brady's flying the kite and he pulls himself up into this branch and he's like and Marty's up on a tree branch that he's pulled himself up onto. We cut to a wide shot and it shows that his wheelchair is at least eight feet underneath that branch. So he has to have jumped with his hands a good six feet to get onto that branch. Maybe uh, Grady helped him, push, boosted him up there. We might That might be it. We may have never seen that part. How, maybe they're actually, I do, I do recall this now, maybe that's the foreshadowing for when he sneaks out for the fireworks yeah. to, to, to show, oh, I, to I show that he's so. a muscle man, that he can yeah, climb yeah. and do things. So. And to his credit, he was doing that scene when he climbed out of the when he climbed yeah. out of the window. Yep, and he was doing that. I mean, I didn't notice that he had any stuff on him or anything. Considering how many strings I see in this movie, you know, like <laughs> speaking of which, so he's flying. So we see Brady flying the kite, and you see a string hanging from the top of the kite, like yeah. really crystal clear. Because oh, I didn't see that because it must be very difficult to put a fucking to have a kite show a big smiley yeah. face dead center in your in your movie what would you watch this on i i watched it on digital okay I, like i just had it on itunes okay i watched it on my tape so i wonder yeah. if this is another situation of that spicing yeah. up the picture where you notice it's, things that yeah just wrecks things i don't i never saw it t- i never saw it t- t- really or... really brings me to how much better dawn of the dead is on vhs mm-hmm. as compared to dvd as soon as they digitally remastered dawn of the dead yep. it looked like garbage Bummed what, just me like out. zombie makeup. Was yeah, all it was just like you could see every single edge and yep. just like it's such a bummer because mm. you couldn't see it before. It looked yeah. good, and then it looked bad. <laughs> it was kind <laughs> of a bummer. Um, anyway, so we get a really good glimpse of the kite that Brady is flying. And they just hammer that home. Remember that kite because yep. it's gonna come up later. <laughs> um, and so. His uh, Marty's sister shows up and is like, "Yeah, you're an hour late for dinner. Come home." Gets down. Speaking of selling some physical stuff, Jesus, when he jumps down into the wheelchair and like refuses to let his legs move at all, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, like, he was good with it. Holy crap, he is selling it like really, really well. I thought he butchered it a little bit when he climbed back it, in his window later on. That was the one, yeah. I agree. But the, other than that, yeah, he plays uh, convincing... He does. He does a really good yeah. job. I mean, 
that he was a great actor. Yep, he really was. Um, Fun fact, real quick. Yeah. Um, when we started, it's been so long since I started watch since I've seen this movie uh, that I thought it was. I've always thought it was Fred Savage. Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, wow. I started watching this movie and I saw Corey Haim's name popped up and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like in my memory forever. <laughs> <laughs> his role is always Fred Savage to me. Like it's been a good ten years or more since I've I seen could this, so. I could easily see Fred Savage yep. playing that role. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Reshoot. Yeah, <laughs> totally <laughs> worth it. Let's just do, let's just get him in there and just rotoscope him into this movie. <laughs> um, so Brady's staying after after curfew, and we get that weird ominous like. Yeah, you know it's the last time he's looking at. This yeah, he looks shot. he looks back like Marty as he's leaving like looks back for like. 30 full seconds of just like this is the last time I'm gonna see you yeah and there's like no reason for that no um, and other so, than to tell us that yes. yeah that's the last time we're gonna see him and uh, so now redneck Sabretooth is back at the fucking bar being crazy he's like yelling at the sheriff just like he's about to fight the deputy mm-hmm. uh, when Brady's dad comes in looking for his son has anybody seen my boy? <laughs> my boy? This guy's acting is perfect for this movie. Yeah, it's it's too bad because I feel like it's the kind of performance that would get you canned from every other movie in the world, <laughs> but belongs in this movie. And like, if he meant to do this the way that he's doing yeah. it, it's the perfect he's performance. Perfect Stephen King bumpkin. Otherwise, he may just be a terrible actor. <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> I don't remember him from anything else, but I mean, like, this is perfect. I heard you're shooting a new Stephen King movie, and you need a <laughs> you need, need a kind of conservative dad character. <laughs> you need a crazy pumpkin. <laughs> uh, and so then we so then we cut back to uh, to Sheriff Halloran with dragging the the blood soaked kite. Yep. And he's just like he's oh, saying dear. the Lord's oh. prayer. And he's just like, he is, he's like out of his mind, like thousand yard stare, which brings me to something else. So a bloody smiley face, you say, Hmm. an interesting plot point in 1985, a year before Watchmen came out. Damn. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Watchmen had to be before this. Nope. 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 Huh. So both having a very like important plot point of <laughs> big bloody, bloody smiley, smiley face. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. No werewolves in Watchmen though. That I know of. <laughs> there was probably some sort of superhero werewolf. Yeah. Um anyway, okay, so yeah, this this scene super intense. We've got that uh somehow Brady's dad figures out they're like, there at the gazebo. Like right then too. Like Yeah, oh, yeah. The sheriff has just found the body like seconds before this, and, and Brady's he's like trying dead. to hold off the dad. Like, wait, no, Not, no, you don't want to see this. But he's <laughs> also like he's he's in shock. Like the sheriff is clearly like way out of his league, yep. and he's just like he's in shock from what he's what he's seen, and doesn't give it a hundred percent, and just kind of lets Brady's no wait stop no. wait come back <laughs> you know like a Wonka treatment. <laughs> he gives him a Wonka. Oh, wait, stop. <laughs> and so he winds up going over. And gives another one of those like EC comics, like yeah. perfect, like overwrought, over melodramatic. Like when he sees him and he freaks out, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's also massive overacting. Yep. 
it's so it's weird. almost like we're waiting for the blue or pink lights from creep show to like yeah. shine up on him but uh, this whole movie is that and that one of the things that i love about it is that it's this juxtaposition of these like like having the anna green gables lady in it is like almost doesn't even seem like a mistake like it feels like pbs mystery mm-hmm. with like you but know at the same time i've never even seen that show so that like never even Right, I but can't even just, name another thing that that person was in. Like, it just feels like one of those things where you're like, "Oh yeah, hey, everything's are telling a story from my childhood, and this, and this, and this, and oh my god, a werewolf!" And then, <laughs> uh, and then we had tea, and everything was really nice. Oh god, another fucking werewolf! I mean, honestly, minus some gore and language, this could be like a uh, yeah, like a Monster Squadish kind of kids movie. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and I feel like that's that's Stephen King in a nutshell. All mm-hmm. of that stuff, it's always told from the kids' perspective. Yeah. There's a lot of that that kind of stuff. It just feels like an adventure, but then the horror parts go too far for it to just be an adventure. Like, they're like, we're the Hardy Boys. And then, oh, my God, our whole family just got <laughs> murdered by a fucking clown. Okay, anyway. Well, that, was that, gonna... li- that was that line, too, from Busey later on in the movie. <laughs> I'm a little too old to go play Hardy Boys meet the werewolf. <laughs> the Hardy Boys meet Reverend Werewolf. Yeah. Which is literally the best Hardy Boys book. <laughs> like, I would I would read the shit out of that. Um <laughs> So now we now we go to the funeral and Reverend Scorpio Killer tries to give comfort by using like constant beast scripture references. Yeah. The time of the beast is at hand, but the time of the beast always goes away and then Perfect the Perfect casting is for the uh oh, the preacher. The dude. Wolf, who spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Preacher Wolf. Yeah, Preacher Wolf. Holy shit, man. This guy, he's the best. I wanna watch a show called Preacher Wolf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It can't be as good as Shark and Saw Prison Massacre. So. <laughs> that was good. It was good. Um, yeah, so he's uh, Marty's best friend, freshly buried, um, getting a ride home from Red. And he's like, he's like, what if it's not a man? What if it's a monster? And Red's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're such a dumb fuck, you and your but, dead friend. But where did that come from? From nowhere again, like you said, like you know, like when he was on the bridge, he never saw a person turn into the wolf, right? Like just the bear, and he's just like, well, What if it wasn't what if it was a werewolf? Like, nobody, nobody brought up, werewolves. nobody brought up, like, he brings up werewolf from out of nowhere, yeah. The it's, I wish he <laughs> it's had not been... like we found your friend dead with a bunch of shedded dog hair everywhere or anything. Like... <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of milk bone crumbs all around your dead friend. <laughs> Um, no, it's like, I don't know. And he's not like, uh, we never see him reading horror comics right. or anything that would fill That's his head with this. Horror comic. That, that is the missing ingredient here. Like, yeah. again, a, a vampires everywhere kind of comic that's a werewolves everywhere yeah. would have been, that would have been really helpful. Mm-hmm. I would have been totally into that, but he doesn't have, he literally just seems to get this idea from out of nowhere. So somebody's killing people. Must be a, must be a Probably a werewolf. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if a Sherlock Holmes... Episode unfolded and right at the beginning he's like, "Oh yeah, it was Bob." Yeah, and it's like at the end it's Bob, and he's like, "Oh well, why the fuck did we bother with this whole thing? You yeah. already knew it was Bob." Or or, or, or if the Sherlock mystery started. It's like we found a body in the library. I was like, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder if it was a werewolf." <laughs> you haven't even gone into the library. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, I'm still sticking with werewolf. I'm gonna stick with werewolf. <laughs> Did I mention that I have a bit of a heroin problem? <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of werewolves yeah. lately. 
Um, By the way, do you have any werewolf? I mean, I mean heroin. <laughs> heroin. <laughs> really use some heroin. Uh, okay, so uh, we're getting uh, all these posse's forming. So uh, some vigilante justice stuff happening. Uh, so, uh, what was it called? Uh, secret. No. Private, private justice. Private justice. Private justice. Tuesdays um, on USA. <laughs> private nine. justice. Uh, so <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, we're going to go kill people. Yeah, it's really fun. And I love this. Blah, blah, blah. And then my boy yeah. was torn apart. <laughs> what was he doing there? <laughs> Drinking. What? He, just, he just went to the funeral. Like he didn't have a drink. He did not. He was just he dressed, lurking in the corner. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like he... he to me, that guy to me screamed like town lawyer, like yes. like like a wealthier, yeah, not hanging out at Owen's bar. Um, so no. yeah, it was just like once he came out of the corner, he was like, "My boy was be- like, whoa, wait, what? Right, yeah. yeah, are you really going to like? Are you you look a little too hoity-toity to be hanging up bumpkin bars, yeah. especially the day that your kid just got buried? I don't think there's supposed to be. Again, I think this is supposed to be kind of dream logicy type stuff, where I don't think this is even supposed to be. But this was real. real. I mean, it's real, but I think it's like... We do have one crazy dream sequence. Yeah, of course. it's not this one. But I feel like he's there because he adds that, like, old 30s monster movie doomsayer He feeling. definitely had a Twilight Zone um, presence to him, too. Yeah. Like, the one guy that shows up that's just not right for the scene. He's yep. spooky. He's got, like, you know, he's got that weird, that weird glazed over look in his eye, which he had before his yeah. kid died, to be fair. Um, you tell me about <laughs> private justice. justice. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Do you want tonight you want, at seven? Yeah, because the sheriff's sheriff's advising him not yeah. to go because it's private justice. He's like, "Do you want to dig up my boy <laughs> and tell him about private justice?" That's a why great read. Why don't you go up to Harmony Hill and dig up what's yeah. left of my boy yeah. and tell him about private justice? Would you like to do that? Ugh. No, 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 I wouldn't. Why the fuck would I do that? No, I'm not going to do that. Still, I missed private justice isn't good. I want to try it now. How about you go up to <laughs> Harmony Hill and dig up what's left of my boy and tell him about private justice? Tuesdays at 8. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was fun. I yeah, that. it is really fun. That's going to go in my next uh, monologues for young actors <laughs> class. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So we've got uh, Reverend Hellraiser trying to stop everybody from going to their cars. Uh, they all. <laughs> this is speaking of just like speaking of plot crap. Some of my favorite plot crap here. All right. We're going to go get him. OK, what does he look like? We don't know. Yeah. Where is he? We're going into the woods. Has anybody been killed in the woods? No. no. Okay. Yep. All right. I guess we're all set to go. <laughs> an- an- another question I had is why was the Reverend trying to stop People have been so- killed in their fucking houses. Yeah. People have been killed. <laughs> we're going out in the woods. Uh, the Reverend. Now, here's the deal. The Reverend is the wolf. Yep. He's yelling at all of them to stop. Yep. Obviously, he doesn't want them hunting him. But if they're all taken off, obviously to the woods. He's fine to just chill at home and not get hurt. Like, why does he I, care if they're going out? Like, what is his vested interest in them not doing the I, private justice vigilante thing? I really don't know. I have no idea. I mean, they can't kill him. He knows that they can't kill him. And in another sense, if he wants to kill people and be wolfy, he knows that everybody with a gun is all out of town <laughs> and he can just kill anybody in the house because we know he ain't hanging out in the fucking woods. He, yeah, so far he has yet to kill so anyone has, in like, the woods. No so. motivation to like stop these guys from going out. 
I, I don't get any of it. I mean, I don't know what the werewolf is attracted to. Clearly, yeah. fireworks kind of kind of. It's so funny doing him. these doing these podcasts because I watch a movie several times over to do them, and you just like <laughs> it, it almost makes me start picking apart things that I never would have thought of at first. Yeah, and then it's just like, dude, it's a fucking werewolf movie. Stop <laughs> overthinking it so much. But at the same time, no, I agree. Uh, I just like I like the like idea he knows of, everybody with a yeah. gun's gonna be out of town and he's got free range for all the people ain't on the hunting trip absolutely uh, so he could just why would he want them to stop instead they just all band together and he yep. just eats all of them um, so so these idiots go out into the fucking woods I got some issues here <laughs> of course you do uh, and there's like <laughs> mysterious fog that somebody left the fog machine running somebody left <laughs> You can see there's never fog like that in the woods. You could literally see the pipe in one of the scenes you where could. like I'd... like it's coming out. You can see like directly where it's coming out. <laughs> um, so some idiot steps in a bear trap and they make it comic relief. Yeah, like <laughs> it was just like Cannibal the Musical there. <laughs> just whoop, help snap. me get it out. Hey whoop. Harry, we're over here. What? <laughs> snap! Ah, again. <laughs> exactly. It's the same joke. Yeah. It's amazing. It's very good. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was really funny, but it seemed very out of place too. Yeah. Um, it's almost just like it's too good to not do. <laughs> like that's just when a guy gets his foot double snapped in a bear trap. It's, it's funny. funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so yeah. So they're hunting and they're going through this fog and. Um, one of the guys, uh, he goes, Andy, it's not up there. It's behind us. Mm, yep. But he's still just facing forward. Like He could turn around. Why would you say you're convinced the thing's behind us, but not turn around when you know there's a giant killer wolf out there? Um, again, I'm going to revert back to what I always revert to. This is Scooby-Doo rules. <laughs> you have to stand there and pretend it's not there and yeah. go, is it? Behind me. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, but this was a cool scene. It panned out. Uh, yeah. They, they, somebody announces that the wolf is there with them underneath the fog. Yeah. And then the which wolf, is great. Which is way cool. But then I just want to know what the wolf looks like under the fog. Because the fog was only up to their like knees. Sometimes he's a very little wolf. So is he like on his side doing roly polies, like rolling and then jumping up? Because if he was on his hands and knees crawling, like his back would still be above that fog. Yeah. Huh. Again, I, the stupid things you th- overthink of with the werewolf movie when you start watching them a bunch of times. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's cool such to a, see the werewolf pop up out of yeah. the fog, fuck people up, and disappear into and the fog just disappear again. under the fog. It's so creepy. It's almost and so like it's almost awesome. like a Batman. Uh, the Arkham Asylum game there. Like yes. When you could smoke but just yep. in the grates pop up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like the Batman wolf here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, so either way, they were all going to be dead no matter what because yeah. he literally, like their their advice, this is again Stephen King hating rednecks and wanting to make fun of them. So he's like, one of them says something like, you circle around that way and we'll get him together and we'll like... So they're all going to be shooting into the yeah. middle of a circle, basically. So the idea being that they'd all just shoot themselves regardless, which is kind of funny. Um, but it didn't happen. It did not happen because they all get eaten by werewolves. Black guy dies first. Yep. Uh, so in your typical Stephen King thing, uh, so beats the barkeep to death with his own with his own yeah, bat. That was cool. Name another movie where a werewolf beats somebody with a bat. Especially a bat that has a peacemaker carved into it. That was, it was good. Uh, honestly, all of that was actually kind of horrific. I mean, it's very cartoony. Yeah. The, the gore the, in this is The great. movements are really cartoony. 
and still somehow manage to be gross and yeah. like and convincingly upsetting. Yep. So that's super cool. And now we have a new funeral. Oh, yay. Kind of. And everybody's singing and swaying and they're they're singing swaying. amazing grace. I was I was angry at how much they were swaying at first. Then I realized what was going on. I kind of loved it. So each row is swaying in a different direction. Yeah. So they make like a crazy like hypnotic uh, like the like the waves in an old Victorian play or yep. something. It's like super creepy and weird. Uh, and then the Reverend starts trying to talk, and he's all sweaty, and he's like trying to get these words out. And then Brady's dad with his classic one-liners. <laughs> This guy, bringing back the old chestnut, he was torn apart! (laughs) And then, everybody at the funeral starts turning into wolves. And it's awesome. It's so much effects work. Yeah. This is like, totally like, shooting your entire makeup budget in one scene. This is nuts. I've never seen anything since. No. Before or since like this. The crazy thing about this scene is, it's pointless. It is. It's except, a dream sequence. Sure, except that it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, great. It's, but like, man, but when you think it's about the... It's plot-wise pointless. When but, you think about the whole movie in a whole, this whole scene, everybody turns into werewolves. There's so much crazy effects, transformation work going on. Must have cost as much as the rest of the movie combined. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the Reverend just wakes up. He's like, oh! <laughs> and that was it. So you could, you could exercise this whole scene from the movie and just... Yeah, but... It's from the book, though, too. But it was the best. Yeah. It was the goddamn best. The scene of the uh, the, the werewolf organist, when she's yeah. just slamming on the keys, and with my fancy version, something I'd never noticed in the VHS versions, the keys are bleeding oh, when I she's saw that. slamming on them. There's blood oozing yep, blood out, of the, out of the Oh, top my part. God. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, I totally saw that. Oh, my God. I'd never noticed that before yep. this. This yeah, is such a great awesome. scene. The whole is. thing is just wonderful. And it's it, just, but it, like to me, it's just crazy to think of that. It, yeah. It doesn't even need to be there. To I, I mean, I love it there. Yeah. To waste but this much money on something. I don't think I've ever seen that, that much of an elaborate dream <laughs> yeah. sequence in a movie that didn't actually need to be it for no payoff. Yeah. Like, it was just really cool. It was just <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yep. <laughs> Reverend wakes up. They up. And then we cut to the family pulling up to the fairgrounds for some reason. Yeah. We never. <laughs> Why were they at the fairgrounds? And then he's all because they out. thought that it was gonna because they thought the fair was open. I, they wanted to see fireworks, I guess, because he was all bummed out about the fireworks. But he's never expressed any interest in. And yeah, never even heard of a fair coming to town. Yeah, like so, they should have laid some groundwork lines there. Like, oh my god, I can't believe all these killings are happening. I hope the fair goes on all right or anything <laughs> like that. That's all we would have needed. Oh, my best friend up. is dead. Yeah, I really hope that I get to go to the fair. That would really Fireworks me. are the only things that make me happy when people die. Yes, perfect. I think <laughs> that would have been the line that should have been. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the. That's the line that's going to win after you the, the Oscar. Fu- after the funeral, it's like, do you want to go get some ice cream? He's like, no. Only fireworks make me happy when somebody dies. Oh no! Now we have to fix this. <laughs> All right, we'll go to the fireworks. Oh, they're canceled. Oh shit. Okay, so so the fireworks are canceled, which is a huge plot point. It is a huge plot point. Uh, Red's finishing his crazy, the crazy motorcycle thing that he's building, <laughs> and he he's like, ah, I've got a present for you. Flips the the door up, and it's this just batshit nutso. 
It looks like wheelchair, a wheelchair, dirt bike, wheelchair, evil. Yeah, it looks very much jumper. like a like a Honda Goldwing combined with a wheelchair. Yeah, kind of with right. a sidecar. And <laughs> there's a sidecar. In there. Well, it looks like it has a sidecar because it has the three wheels. But uh, yeah, weird, weird looking. It's a wheelchair motorcycle. It is. Uh, it with is a wheelie bar and everything. The silver bullet. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, wheelie bar and uh, streamers. Yeah, so this, like, so this is the part we were talking about with the engine noise, where the, the family's having a barbecue right around the other side of the garage. So Red runs around and looks at the family. He's like, all right, they're eating. We can be in secret. This is how you start it. <laughs> Shuts it off. Now you try. <laughs> Starts it up all out again. Yep. Yeah. And so he just tells Marty to take it. He's just like, take it slow. Marty just cranks the gas, blows a wheelie, and is flying down the street at probably like 45 no miles helmet. an hour. No helmet. No helmet. In the most ricketyest looking vehicles. I mean, it's just, it's got yeah. just wheelchair tires, basically. It's, uh, got, like, it's got like, like mountain the, bike it's tires. It's got like mountain bike tires on a road vehicle that's going <laughs> like 45 miles an hour. He's passing a car. Yeah. This thing is unbelievably dangerous. Uh, but... That thing looks like it would flip so bad if you yeah, turn that yeah. front front wheel a little yeah, he, too sharp. What was that? Werewolf. God damn it. There's werewolves in her trash again. There's a phone room tonight. Oh, crap. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, if so we get killed by a werewolf by the end of this, it'll be a memorable one. Yeah. Um, okay. Somebody so. continue this podcast <laughs> in our legacy. Somebody else talk about movies in a podcast. Nah, nobody's gonna do it. Gonna it's do just it. never gonna happen. There's never another one out there. That's um, we we have to do this, or else no one else will do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the music's super hokey here. This, this <laughs> it's like a shitty like Dire Straits, like fake yeah. Dire Straits. This movie's got some music issues in my in my book. Uh, some of it just sounds way too cheesy. Like, oh boy, like like celebratory Hallmark movie music. Yeah, when it's like, come on. Yeah, so th- there's some there's some very very cheeseball music. Uh, and so he comes back to the barbecue, and nobody hears this, apparently. No. Nobody notices him. And then he actually up. drives the new wheelchair to the table, and nobody even asks any questions. Or I don't know. Maybe they all knew about it, and they were just Cause, waiting. Because they might all know about it, because Red does say a thing like, yeah, if your mother knows how fast how you're going. How fast it could How go. fast it goes. Yes. Yep. Then she'd kill me. Yeah, then I'd be singing soprano in the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, that's right. And so here, Marty sneaks out. This is when Marty (laughs) decides to go for his midnight trek. Again, (laughs) this bike is so loud. By the way, Red's given him a bag of fireworks. Oh, yeah. At the end. Because the um, He was sad about the fireworks being canceled. canceled, So Red gave him some fireworks and told him to, I didn't understand this part either, stay near the house. He said, stay near the house. Yeah. Like. So. So Marty so drives off. Potentially burn down your house. That's that's the idea. <laughs> he wants to be responsible for that. Now, instead, he decides to drive out into the woods onto this bridge, this wooden bridge. It almost looks like a hiking trail bridge. Yep. Like a boardwalk. It's, it's, a, it's a walking bridge, definitely. Didn't even really look like the bike could have fit on it. But, uh, or trike. Uh, either way, but it did because we it saw did. it. Um, and he just starts putting fireworks on this like old ass wooden bridge, <laughs> and, and somehow going, yeah! manages to not burn the fucking thing to the yep. ground. Um, and he's very excited. 
he's just out there by himself lighting off fireworks. It's kind of sad. Yeah. It's, but he's he seems happy. Yeah. I was happy for him. I, I was happy for him, too. Uh, and then we get uh, werewolf POV. He's looking in. <laughs> he's watching. Apparently, the fireworks attract werewolves, which is... That's a thing. Got to be a thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so he's about to light the last of his of his rockets, which is a rocket. Yeah. Well, the has, other ones were fireworks and little doodads. And, uh, but this is a straight up yeah, rocket. Straight up rocket. And so he, <laughs> so the werewolf approaches. Yeah, bear. Bear wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get we get bear guy. The bear wolf approaches and he's like, oh shit! And mm. he starts frantically trying to light the match. light the match and he gets it. And this is awesome, man. He well, shoots that rocket straight into the eyeball. Yep. On, on the, the left eyeball of the yep. bear wolf. Um, and then kid, kid would somehow have been gets away. This kid would have been great at the end of Halloween, too, as well, with the uh, amount of eye shots that you can pull <laughs> off in this movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, impressive. That kid is a dead shot. Yep. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so, so he, he launches gets, the rocket, gets away. Drives away fast. I would have thought, um, I wish during the scene we saw the wolf chasing him and give up a little bit. I know they would have. They it wanted would, to try, but it was going to look I so bet, fucking I bet, stupid. I wonder if they ever shot anything like that. I'm it, sure. It would have just sure. been cool to see the wolf running after the wheelchair and then just kind of like giving up and then letting out a big, oh. But you know, you know for been a fact that it would have looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Because he would have to run on all fours. Absolutely. Yeah. And a person in a costume running on all fours. Looks stupid. Looks really stupid. Like, it would have to be, like, through the, like, maybe through the underbrush and, like, seeing him from the road. Like, he's running, if if it's running in the woods yep. and you're seeing from his perspective as trees flash past and you're seeing him on the road going and he's just kind of getting out of out of reach and then goes out of out of view, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Maybe that would have been okay. But the whole running path would have been on the bridge and the road, <sighs> no the trees. Would have looked bad. Yeah. Would have looked bad. Still wish we could have, I still wish it looked good and we saw it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Reshoot. So uh, he gets back and tells his sister about the werewolf, and she kind of believes him. Yeah. Uh, so she goes out looking around the town for she pretending that this she's is a on cool. A, this is a cool little thing. It's too. a good idea. Yeah, she's on a she's on a med queue drive for the church, and so she's pushing her shopping cart around, looking for a one eyed person, and she just hits everybody in town and is like, "Oh, hi, who, how's it going? Have you got two eyes? Cool. Okay. Yeah. What well, I mean, I want cans. What? the hell was the deal with the barber shop where she saw the man wearing the the, the pampered towel on his face yeah. that seemed like I don't picture the residents of this town getting that kind of spot <laughs> I don't either I don't know maybe it's more typical barber shop stuff that I don't know about I don't know either uh, yeah but like yeah she just walked in and saw one guy with a towel over his face and it's like hey is that you Mr. Willis and then just started pulling the towel off her yep. his face to check his eyes it was just like damn girl like He's getting spot treatments. Hey, listen, she's busy playing Hardy Boys Meet Reverend Werewolf. Nancy Drew. (laughs) Yes. So uh, she finally goes back. She's defeated. She doesn't doesn't find find the man, and she's bringing the bottles to the church. And that's when we find out that our reverend is doing gardening work with just one eyeball. (laughs) With a really good sting. Like, there's a really good music sting when, when, like, he looks up... Well, little brothers can do that. Yep. <laughs> like he's really like you know, really cool little moment with him. Uh so she goes into the she goes in to dump her, her bottles, gets scared by a mouse, falls and then in a falls pile of into cans. a pile of cans, 
And apparently the werewolf brought the fucking baseball bat from the woods into his garage. How does she know that bat? Dunno. She recognizes that bat. It's That becomes a pl- point where she's just like, he had disguised bat. But the guy that had the bat was the bartender at this bar, like... She's, I mean, she would never be in that bar. Like, why no, would she even I mean, know that, of that, that guy's peacemaker bat. And that's another one that could have been easily like he's a, you know, like scares the kids or whatever. Like he's some sort of grumpy old man. Yeah, scares them off the porch with the peacemaker or whatever, so that they know we that just it exists. needed that scene. Yeah, yeah, very weird. This movie is. I now that I think about it, man, it's filled with so many scenes that like oh yeah needed yeah. a little setup scene and didn't need a lot either. No, like, we just <clears> needed Marty reading a comic book. We just needed that scene where he was just like. Uh, maybe there's an arcade game outside the bar that the kids are playing that they're always being yep. yelling at and he's coming out like, don't make me break this. Yep. Yeah, you I agree. along when you're playing Double Dragon or I'm bringing out the Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they, uh, so now she believes Marty completely. Yep. She knows that the, the Reverend... And that scene with the lighting too when she's scared in the <clears throat> shed was great too. So good. There. So yeah. good. Um, and then their their decision, which is an insane thing to come to, they just decide, well, probably we should start sending him notes telling him to kill himself. <laughs> I love that first note. <laughs> I like the idea that that was like right where their brains went. Yeah. And it's, and we see, we they're see, like the internet before the internet, these kids. They're like, and we see yeah, Marty. Maybe you should kill yourself. We see Marty putting together that classic ransom note uh, yeah. magazine collage with the letters. I know who you are. I know what you did. Why don't yeah. you kill yourself? Why don't you kill yourself? <laughs> and. Another little. This is a nothing burger, but yeah, bothered me a little bit. Which like, one? Right here, when he put that letter together, like he glued the last letter to that, to that letter. He glued the last piece of it to the ransom letter, and then just folded it up yeah. for like a second. Like <laughs> I just imagine the Reverend when he gets it, every letter is just <laughs> all over the page because he didn't let any glue dry at he all. He opens it up and it's like stuck together, and it oh, just yeah. tears into pieces. Yeah. And he's like, "You should cut self first. <laughs> Don't, I don't celery? know what that means. Cel- uh, yeah, well. I don't. I guess he wants me to cut celery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yes, I agree. Uh, okay, so let's see. So Red finds out that he's sending these letters. He gets mad. Yeah. Oh, right. They tell Red. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like, "You're sending the reference letters, telling him to gargle glass or eat a rat poison martini or <laughs> eat a, eat a rat poison that. omelet." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I may have jumped a scene. I'm not sure. No, 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 not note, at all. You're the note keeper. Okay, uh, cool. They they guilt him into helping after yeah. that. Like somehow after he's like, this is crazy. You're all crazy. And they're like, well, will you help? He's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> he just basically goes and does it. He uh, goes to the cop. Yes. So but first we get a scene of Marty watching people's legs. Yeah. He's like watching people little... play baseball and then he's just staring at their legs while they're playing, which was a little weird. Um, and then we see that the Reverend is tailing him, that the Reverend's in his car oh, yeah. stalking him. This seems great. And so he's just like chasing him. He basically like he starts to go home and then the Reverend starts trying to drive him off the road. Yep. He gets to a bridge and he knocks him into the railing and almost knocks him into the water. Yeah. Uh, this whole chase scene was fantastic. It was. It was really, really well done. And then once he gets off that bridge, Marty takes uh, the, uh, the back road. And uh, to where there's a bridge closed. Yes. And he's also looking at his fuel and he's running out of gas because we know that he doesn't fill up his wheelchair. 
We would have never just <laughs> gathered that if we just saw a fuel gauge. We'd never, have, yeah, <laughs> gleaned that from the fuel gauge. And there's this cool scene where there's a covered bridge nailed up, and he just busts through it. Yeah. And then what I love about, and the Reverend previously got stuck in the mud. What I love so much about this scene is just the sheer, what do I do now <clears throat> moment of it. Like, even if the Reverend didn't catch back up, like, yeah. he's still at the end of a covered bridge in the middle of nowhere in a wheelchair that's humongous and yeah. dead. <clears throat> uh, yeah, if that thing gets stuck there. What is he what is yeah, he going to Yeah, what is he going to do? Wheel that thing all the way from the middle of nowhere yeah. or crawl back crawl. there? Crawl. He's going to have to crawl back to the road yeah, from like, where he is. It's like so that it's a little, real bad situation. That little strandedness uh, I really was really effective, I thought. And this is where I like I thought that this whole moment when he goes into the thing, the soundtrack and everything oh, else was absolutely dead on. It was crazy how good this part of the movie was. Mhm. Considering how the music for the rest of the mu- the movie had yeah. been, it's it like was like it was like John Williams just stepped in for a second and he was like, "Hold on, I got this. All right, uh, and now I'm leaving. I'm like, <laughs> let me just do this one little thing." Uh, but it was I, cool. I owe you for that poker game. Yeah. The least I could <laughs> do is give you two minutes of a score. Yeah, and so it was cool. But uh, so he's out of gas. <clears throat> Stuck in the end of this covered dark bridge with and then just the, one small opening, and then we see the Reverend's car pulling up to that opening, and we see the Reverend's legs walking to saunters like, in. Yep, and he gives he basically unloads all of the important elements of the movie. He brings it all together where he's like, one part here bugs me. He's like, I can't. You know that I can't kill myself. It's the biggest sin in our religion. Yep, it's it's basically an unforgivable sin because you can't take communion for it, you know, or whatever couple things bug me here then he says that he killed the girl in the beginning to save her from going to hell because she was going to commit suicide how the fuck did she did he know that she was committing suicide up on the second floor of her house question yeah and then he goes i don't want to do this marty you know i would never want to hurt a kid you just killed his best friend (laughs) well he Okay, so the werewolf killed his best friend, and that's what he's doing is he's disassociating himself from the werewolf. He's saying that he doesn't want to do these things. And another another scene that probably was written in that isn't there is that he's the reverend, so he would know these things by communion. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. like the idea that if he's... I mean, does reverend means priest, or is that Baptist? Fuck if I know you. Yeah, I don't know either. Not my strong no, point it's not my, not my strong suit either. But I mean, if that was the idea, if he was a priest... He does have the priest collar. Um, if he's a priest and he's taking he's, he's taking confession from everyone, mm-hmm. then he would know these things, and he would know if she was like, "I'm considering suicide because of this," and, and you know, yeah, I'm okay. pregnant and I I'm having bad thoughts, Reverend. I don't know if I can if I can make it any longer. And then he's like, "Okay, I know where I'm going tonight. Okay, like that the, the werewolf yeah. has to kill somebody. He's got to get blood somehow." I'm going to kill her because I'll save her soul from damnation. That little moment of like him getting but some sort of confession. But then he is the wolf. That's not dissociation then. It's true. If he's saving her, then he knows goddamn well what he's doing. Well, I mean, so crazy, why did he kill crazy that people kid, who are like that, like people who do these sorts of things, when mm-hmm. serial killers do these sorts of things, that's the kind of thing that they do yeah. where they disassociate certain behaviors. And it's not necessarily logical. It's just... Yeah. Oh, uh, Timmy did that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. So. All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sheriff. Now he's told the uh, Busey's told the sheriff 
Well, we, oh, just like a. Oh yeah. We see the tractor coming up, so if oh, you get yeah, out of the yeah. bridge scene. We can't just leave that. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, so he's <laughs> or on. You the... can just watch this fucking movie and right. to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, so right when he's yeah. about to get killed, um, some uh, farmer with a tractor pulls out that he recognizes and starts screaming his name. And I love the end cap to the scene though, where uh, the farmer walks up to the bridge where he looks into him, and the widow's like, "Huh." Spooky in there, huh? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I loved that. Yep. I mean, also, I, I just don't know why the werewolf, why the reverend couldn't have just killed both of them. Yeah. <clears throat> another, another. Weird no, that was a weird moment because I was just like, well, just fucking kill both of them, dude. <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> I would never revel in killing a man driving a tractor. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> that is true. So he goes back. Uh, the sheriff, he, he meets with the sheriff, tells him what he knows. And the sheriff's like, That's and he's crazy. Like, do you believe any of this? And he's like, I think that maybe the reverend should be checked out. And he's like, that can be arranged. And so it can be arranged at midnight. Yeah, with no warrant. Oh, my God. So That's what sh- bothered me, too. Like when Terry, when Terry O'Quinn found the <clears throat> reverend in the garage, just like that case would have been thrown out because he was there not with a warrant, as far as I understand. You can't prosecute a werewolf. I watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I know how technicalities work. <laughs> I think, I don't know, is a werewolf something that you can prosecute? Because it's a mythological creature. I don't think that it will hold up in court anyway. Um, so. He was licking me. <laughs> this cat's licking me. Oh, my God. The same cat that scratched the hell out of Damien last time. Yeah, but he likes you. Okay. Um, so he knocks, nothing, blah, 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 goes into the garage, finds the reverend's car, sees the paint. Yep, the, so we know that he hit Marty's bike there. Putting so it all together. They're all putting the story together. Uh, the reverend shows up. Sheriff pulls a gun. Reverend knocks the gun out of, out of his hand and screams, It's not my fault! <laughs> <laughs> Which I love his like petulant child shit that he does. It's not my fault! Yeah. He has these like little tantrums. So good. And then beats the cop to death with the peacemaker. With the peacemaker. Um... And it's cool though. We, uh, I mean, I like the fact that he's screaming how it's not his fault because we never do find out <clears throat> where, when he became a werewolf. Right. The origin of him. It's not like it's yeah. not like he's been protecting this family secret for years. Like I don't think he has. I love that. I love that it doesn't tell us. If I remember issue. correctly, to the book, we never find out why. Yeah, you don't need to. It's he, just. And that's something the other, happened to him, and this happened to him. Yeah. Right. I mean, and cycle of the werewolf is just like this happens. Mm-hmm. the The beast comes out of somebody at some point. Yep. And so these are the things that happen over this process. Yeah. So, um, so finally, because they meet, they meet Red, and they're like, "Okay, so you told the sheriff, and now nobody's seen the sheriff yep. in three fucking days. Here, take these. It's my crucifix. This is my medallion. We both the, have. We have silver. Absolute sterling thing. silver necklaces. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Make these into a bullet. Make these into a bullet. And so he goes to the he magic does. gun shop. <laughs> I like Gary Busey at the gun shop. He's like, uh, yeah, so uh, my nephew just just learned about the Lone Ranger. Did you make me a silver bullet? <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, so. And then after the, so the. I love So then we get so this narration much. and it's like, it was no ordinary weapon shop. It was a magic weapon maker yeah. who was like the best craftsman in the world. An the old like world a, craftsman. An old world craftsman. A master of weapon making. And he Artisanal makes, bagels. <laughs> so he melts down the two, the kids' necklaces and he makes a <laughs> silver bullet and he gives it to Busey and he's like, oh, it's fine craftsmanship. It's probably my best I've ever made. 
And the bullet looks like wonky and bent. And then Busey's like, well, that's okay. We're never even firing it anyway. What, what, would, you, what would you even fire a pure silver bullet at? Yeah. A werewolf. Maybe a warwolf. Yeah. <laughs> a warwolf. But I, I just love he it. He says wolf. Wolf. A werewolf. Or a bear. That's that's right. He he has that like <laughs> vibrating in his voice. Maybe a werewolf. <laughs> I love that guy. But yeah, I the, love that whole scene. Yep. It's so stupid. But it's so stupid. The bullet doesn't even look straight at the oh. end. It's it's got like a little bend to the and he says it's probably his best work ever. And then like once he's, he's so very prou- bad at what he's he does. So proud of his best work ever. And then Deucey's <laughs> like, well, I'll probably never be fired anyway. Yeah. He's like, why would you say that to him? Like, you've got the yeah, he also he he explains that it has a it's a Franklin Mint decorative bullet. To it be has put a on your mantle. it has a low grain load, which I guess is I'm not a gun guy. I, I don't know, know what any of that means. I looked it up and I tried to figure out what the deal was. Uh, it, the best I could find was that it has less recoil and it's better at close range for like so like people who want like personal protection. If so you're if the, aiming for the eyeballs, this is the bullet for you. <laughs> I mean, and also I would assume that if it has less powder, it's going to go less fast, which would also mean that instead of going through the werewolf, it would stick in him if that oh, was important. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Sense. You know, that's... That makes werewolf sense to me. I think that makes werewolf <laughs> sense. That's a wolf fact. That's a wolf fact. Uh, <laughs> so Red pretends that he's won a trip and gives it to the family, gets them out of town. Um... And then again, the point was sending the parents off. It never needed to be there in their first place. And this is this is, again, Stephen King doing the thing that he's best at making a horror movie that feels like it's a sleepover. Like this is this is like a sleepover where you're trying to scare yourself and everything. And he's making it part of this movie. So it's just them trying to stay up really late. And they're like the werewolves outside. And they all fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Question. Why aren't they chucking coffee and shit? If they're waiting up all night for this <laughs> werewolf to come attack them, nobody's like, <clears throat> you know, Elm Street and it, they should spoonfuls of instant f- coffee and shit like that. <laughs> they're all just passed out. And in this scene, though, has something that I absolutely love seeing in movies, which is the National Anthem TV sign-off. Yes. I, I'm old enough to remember that yeah. shit, man. Oh, I, I literally remember being woken up by that yep. in the night where you'd like, you'd fall asleep and then that would play and you'd be like, oh, oh God, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. TV sign-offs is such a, it's such a crazy thing to think about now. It's too bad. I wish it still happened instead of just turning to infomercials. Yeah. But it makes more money to have infomercials. Yeah. Uh, I want the poltergeist static, damn it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> So, uh, they so, even took my static away. TVs just go blue. Yeah, that is a bummer. Um, yeah, okay. So, this is this is a bunch of like fake scares. I'm old, <laughs> I'm old and I want things the way they were. <laughs> so, Red sees something at the window, blah blah blah. Does Red see it or not? Uh, he sees something. I was, I was confused with this scene if he was just doing a shocked face because she got yelled, or did he actually see it too? Because then he asked Corey what he saw. Oh, so the first time he doesn't see anything. He just gets startled by by the werewolf. Oh, okay. And then he's like, oh, well, whatever. And then he takes the bullet out of the gun. He's like, you guys are going to bed and whatever. Then the power goes out. Then he puts the bullet back in the gun. And yet the bullet still goes flying when he gets startled. And then when the final fight happens, we still have plenty of light at the house to see everything. Yeah. 
was kind of weird. Very weird. Um, so because there's a full moon out, and instead of using the front door like a kind, polite werewolf, <laughs> this motherfucker busts through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. Not even the big window that he was. No, there's a through. big window right there, and he's you just were like, just looking through this window, Bearwolf. Come on. <laughs> Instead, he makes a big cartoon, like Bearwolf-sized hole in the wall, <laughs> and attacks everybody. And then we see his bear face up close, a big time for the first yeah. time. And yeah, it's it's weird. Thing almost looks like a mascot. It does, but he just starts throwing Gary Busey around, which is really funny. Uh, Gary Busey hits the wall about three times, like real uh, hard. And it was Gary Busey too. He did his own stunts. Of course he did. Yep. Because he's out of his goddamn mind. And that he cut, hit that that, f- cut, that cut that's on his arm is real too. Of course it is. Yeah. God damn it, <laughs> the, Busey. Yeah, the, the mirror cut him. The and fake mirror. What are the What are the chances he was chugging real alcohol? Probably hundred percent. <laughs> okay, good. He's a wild turkey. He's just. He was probably doing it in between scenes anyway. Uh, okay, so. Marty finally gets the the bullet and the gun. The bullet falls into a yeah, grate. Falls into a grate. He fishes falls into it. a grate that you can fit your wrist through. He's a little How? kid. Can you imagine floor grates like <laughs> like four by four inches? I saw them. They were in this movie. Yeah, that's exactly what they look like. Can you imagine how fucking dirty those things would be? I have a floor grate at my house, and I can't even fit a finger through it. Right, of I've course I've never not. seen a floor grate where you can fit your whole fist through it. But he does, and he gets the bullet, and he puts it in, and he Halloween twos the wolf. Yep. He shoots it uh, in the other eye. In the... <laughs> so amazing. So even if the werewolf had lived through this, he'd be completely blind, which is helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, if that was planning, it was good planning. I just... It's cool, but it's so far-fetched. Like, it, of course it is, but like, also... Why wouldn't he just aim for the chest? Like, And more than that, isn't that like what werewolf mythology is? Isn't it like the heart? Aren't you supposed to shoot them in the heart with a silver bullet? I th- Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I it's think just, it's just anywhere. I'm okay, sure. just anywhere they get shot with a silver bullet, they die. mixing Draculas. Okay, so mix Draculas and, mixed and bear Draculas. <laughs> crazy mixed up Draculas. <laughs> um, yeah, and so he's dead. He transforms back into the Scorpio killer. That looked cool. Looked great. He looked great with no eyes. Yeah. Like all, all like dead and half like tiny bit werewolfed. He looked amazing. Looked, it, looked great. And then they ruined it. They did the the fake scare. They did that one giant booga booga booga, and it looked so stupid. And it took it took me right out of that. Moment. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, like, once once he's dead, naked with no eyes, I was just like, man, that's such a creepy. And then he lifts his arm up like a Halloween hunter, and he's yep. just like, Bleh! "Yep." And I was like, "No, no, you don't need to do that. You did not need to do that at all." Yeah, you could have just stopped, but yeah, nope. Reshoot. But instead, they did that, and uh, and then, then they huddle, and then they love each other again. Corey makes a joke that something's wrong with his legs. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I don't think I can walk. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to walk again." <laughs> And it and breaks attention, and then we get the narration that, and then he, they love each other. The, yeah. the brother and sister is like, "I love you, I love you too." And then the narration kicks in, and it was just and like, says the same thing. It, it was just like, "I told my brother I loved him that day. I couldn't always do that, but that time I could." And now I can do it again. Good or night. So. Basically, what I what I hate about that narration is that they say, "I love you, Marty." Oh well. And then she's like, I couldn't always say it, but I can say it now. Yeah. I love you, Marty. And it's like, you just fucking said it. Yeah. And I then mean, she says, good night. Yeah. Like, good night to whom? To like, us. To us? The audience. Who watching are the movie. You? 
<laughs> we never find out. Like, she's 14 years old in the movie, but we don't have no idea how... You wanted her in Unless, old age makeup, sitting in a chair. It's not like Titanic, where you see the old lady recounting <laughs> the story. Like, I just want—I just want to know why she's even telling it. Like, is she telling it to her kids? Is she telling it to us? Is Marty still alive? Why wouldn't Marty be telling this story? Like, I have so many questions about this narration that I—I—I I, I, I hate it the more I think about it. It's weird. I—I I find it so goddamn charming. And it just harkens back to so much PBS shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminds me so strongly of these these PBS, like, BBC type things that I, I just, I take it for granted and I kind of love it. Like, I just almost wish, it would have been cool if it was a scene, uh, what if a wolf came back? What if they're in the town and she's old and, like, the killings are starting again and she's like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of Marty and I's summer of 76. Oh like, man, that would have made sense. Like absolutely, and no resolution. No, like, that and w- then, it would have been totally fine if it was just like her, an old lady reading a newspaper. Yep, and is like reminiscing or telling yeah. her grandson about that, and then we hear like a scream out the window at the end cap. Uh, and yeah, totally better, totally better. Y'all Hollywood needs to consult the Funbox Monster Emporium because we I are great agree. at re-writing, rewriting endings. We need to here. get this. Uh, yeah. No, I'm into that. And honestly, I think I think this movie could totally have a remake. I think yeah. I think this movie is. I mean, there's so many ways you could do this movie and just and keep some of the the core heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. Just keep the Stephen Kinginess of the werewolf movie and just make a werewolf movie around it, and it would be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's. I don't think it needs a remake. I think a remake would be fine. Uh, I think I think it would be. But I think if they did a remake, they'd probably just do it. Yeah, in they'd 76 do it badly. And, and and do it with the whole Stranger Things. Everything's in the eighties. <laughs> so that's and true. Shit now, like. Oh boy, Pet Cemetery. It. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. I never saw that. I've heard nothing but awful. Yeah. Was it's it? Fine. Did it take place in the eighties too? Did they retro it like that? Uh no, it did not. It was in modern I mean, times. you okay. wouldn't know. It might have. Yeah. I think they had cell phones though. So okay. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one, but, uh, yeah. Gage is calling me from the pet cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, pretty close. You're you're not far off. Oh, Jesus. You're not far off. (laughs) I fucking hate cell phones and horrors. Cause I'm old. Cause I'm old and it makes me mad. Gage unfriends them all at the end. And that's, that's (laughs) That's the the worst part. (laughs) Like, Oh no, (laughs) my social media following is going down by one. He blocked me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, good stuff. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, silver bullet, such a great movie. It's great. I loved it. Uh, Yeah. Despite having nitpicky problems like I do. Oh yeah. You only find yourself with these problems. If you watch it a bunch, to prepare yourself, to prepare for, yourself like for a this. podcast. Then you're just like, then you're like looking for things to talk about. Right. You're just like, oh, okay. oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a movie not without flaws. No, but it's still, it is still one of, it's still one of the only good werewolf movies. When you put this movie up against werewolf movies, it becomes much higher in the world of, of movies. Yeah. Because it's probably the fifth best werewolf movie ever made. What's that first four? Oh, God. Okay, so... Uh, American Werewolf in London. Obviously. American Werewolf in London is number one. It's fantastic. Ginger Snaps is up there somewhere. I do like Ginger Snaps. Uh, it's, it's in there. The Howling is in there somewhere. It's, Fuck that movie. I hate it. It's not very good, but it is... It's 
got parts that look awesome. Yeah. Uh, the werewolf looks awesome. There's also some hateful shit in it that's kind of bummer. There's, there's a lot of the stuff. The movie that, as a whole doesn't work for me. I get bored to death I, every time I try to watch it. I, I love, even work at Channel 6. You'd think I'd have that connection it's, there. It's my, <laughs> least, it's my least favorite Joe Dante movie. Yep. Um, but still, there just aren't that many uh, dog, dog soldiers. Dog soldiers is one of the few. I like that one. Um, I mean, there was a new one. Uh, if you I really want to go stuff like Monster Squad, if you want to go, down, it doesn't really count. But I mean, there's a new one with a a, a man in a retirement home. Yes. Did you see that? Shit? Yes. What? Late he, phases. Yeah, that, that was movie cool. is awesome. Check out the late phases. That definitely though. is yep. is in that list. But I've That's tried. Kind of, I've pretty much tapped out. Think it out. Wolfen's kind of neat. Wolfen's fun. We we did this exercise one time between me and another horror fan, and we were hard pressed to come up with ten good, serious horror movies that had werewolves in them hmm. as the as the main protagonist. Yep. It's an it's a really difficult list to make, and so. I'm I'm a lot more forgiving of werewolf movies because people just can't seem to fucking make good ones. No, I'm pretty much tapped out right They're now. They're very just, difficult. Yeah. We didn't reach ten and I'm pretty much dry. I mean, if you if you wanna like I mean, you even start getting into underworld and that kind of I shit. I don't. Well, no, no. But I mean God, I hated that. I I had an advanced screening event in Florida when I lived there and no I matter how out. much you hate it, yeah. it's still gonna come in around ten or eleven because there are so few good yeah. werewolf movies. Uh, I mean, you'll have to go for like uh, Werewolf in Washington and like those kinds of terrible movies. And again, I mean, you can go through all whatever it is, six of the Universal and then the, you yep. know, meets, you know, those guys. That's fine. If you want to do the 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 meets Frankenstein meets Werewolf kind of movies, that's fine. But even even without that. Yeah. It's I've tough. never seen a Cursed I love Cursed. Oh, really? <laughs> I do. Cursed is a guilty pleasure. It is a garbage movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It is an absolute garbage fest that is fun from beginning to end. Not a moment that I don't enjoy about that movie. It is great. But it is undefendable garbage. Gotcha. Yeah. It, oh, you have to... Welcome back to Wolf Talk. Wolf. <laughs> you're here at the hour and a half of Wolf Talk. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it is where we talk about werewolf movies and bear wolf movies. <laughs> oh, God. The bear wolf movies are the good ones. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we've hit the hour and a half mark. We should probably wrap it up. Hey, you what's this to... comic book I just found? Hey, that is Rad hey, Wraith. Hey, Rad Wraith. It is now... this shit? It's me and awesome. illustrations by Christian Dabari. This and, looks cool. And Simon Gow did the colors and Taylor Esposito did the lettering and Steve Levine did the, the logo. So I'm going to take this home with me. You should, and you should enjoy it. It's available at CoastCityComics.com and at Coast City Comics. You should buy a copy. Eventually, we'll have a digital copy if you don't want to pay for shipping. Go buy the book. But it's, it's fun. It looks freaking great, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, anyway, if you made it this far, if you yeah. made it an hour and a half into Wolf Talk, yeah. thanks for sticking around, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>